Cape Talk. A worldview from London with Adam Gilchrist. It's nice to have you back, Adam Gilchrist. You are looking well. But welcome with the world view. Let's start with day one of Donald Trump's. He has multiple trials going, but this is the fraud trial that he's currently embattled in. There's a little part of the world where I've just been, where Donald Trump doesn't reach. Um, I mean, yeah, you can tune into CNN and BBC World and Deutsche Welle and stuff like that, but you can also not tune in. And do you know what? The cares of the world wash away. Porto Santo, beautiful island, and Donald Trump doesn't really appear there, doesn't really matter there. Mm. Come back to London, and somehow he begins to matter again. That gift that keeps on giving Donald Trump and his various trials. And yeah, they won on the fraud trial. Um, what did we expect? We expected it to be fiery, and it was. Uh, we expected it to feel like Donald Trump versus the rest of the world, because that's the sort of shtick that he plays, and his supporters seem to appeal to that. And, of course, these are very serious charges. It's already been pointed at one that he's essentially guilty of, according to the judge, although it, you know, it has to play out. But the fact that Donald Trump can turn around and call the New York Attorney General racist and corrupt and have a go at the judge, Arthur Engeron, in a way that I'm sure any other human being on this planet will be found instantly guilty of contempt of court. Just not being enough in a, in a law by the individual in the court. We're gonna, Adam Wilchrist, are you there with us? I am. You are. Spirit. Thank I'm you. Be physically. <laughs> <laughs> Old faithful telephone lines. Uh, let's move on to allegations um, against a senior member of the company Abercrombie and Fish, uh, um, the Fitch uh, American uh, retailer. Allegations that the former CEO accused of exploiting men for sex in what has created a a huge uproar in the United States. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, obviously, at this stage, these are absolutely only allegations. And um, there's been no response so far from the former CEO of Abercrombie & Fitch, who's uh, a guy called uh, Mike Jeffries, and his British partner called Matthew Smith. And the fact is, Mike Jeffries bowed out of Abercrombie & Fitch uh, what pushing nine years ago or so, um, not because of any of the claims that have come to light. This is part of a BBC investigation that essentially says he was part of an organized network using middlemen, using bookers and movers and shakers, if you like, to find young men for events that Mike Jeffries and Matthew Smith were hosting, at which the young men say they were exploited or abused, in many cases sexually uh, uh, exploited or abused. So there is a whole sort of investigation here whether there was a kind of trafficking under US law. Could this be sex trafficking? Um, of course, Abercrombie and Fitch, like a lot of companies, realizes sex sells. I mean, those, the naked torsos of men, etc., etc., have been a huge part of their, uh, their campaigning, their marketing, their advertising, and it works or has worked anyway in the past. But of course, it goes beyond that. You can sex sells, but you're still not meant to buy it are you? And you're still not meant to peddle it. So the allegations are that they were doing exactly that at a series of events, not necessarily always completely marketing official advertising events, but in various cities around the world, including London, New York, Paris, Marrakesh, 
and Rome. I think those are some of the uh, the places that we need to have a response, of course, from Mr. Jeffries and Mr. Smith. We need to know if this investigation will be properly uh, carried on by the police or other authorities. But at this stage, uh, yeah, it uh, it doesn't look good. And then there's one thing to be said about hearing the nice things while you are still around, but a, a macabre mm. piece of performance art. A, a, a Spanish author attended his own funeral. He heard the eulogies. He was actually interred yeah. in this in this funeral. He came out saying he feels he was reborn again, but there's a performance art piece of him actually being laid to rest while he's still alive. Yes, a guy called Victor Amela, he decided he wanted to, quote, know the experience of death. Well, of course, <laughs> I mean, that doesn't cover it, does it? Because actually his experience was lying in a wooden box, having people, he actually went as far as having people chuck earth on top of the coffin and admits that at a certain stage, there he is inside with the earth landing on top, that it felt uh, a little bit panicky just briefly. And then he relaxed into it and enjoyed the sound, of course, knowing that he was going to have the lid taken off. At least I guess he was trusting his good friends to do it. There's a picture of his friends standing around, um, and as you say, there's a performance art involved in this. None of them look like they're dressed for a funeral, by the way. You sort of think they're not playing their part particularly. All of them, as you say, read out eulogies and said really nice things about him, which is kind of nice, because maybe we don't tell each other nice enough things all the time, but at the same time, uh, there might have been one or two at his real funeral who'd have been mouthing a little bit, and maybe sort of, you know, I never like... Never like that rehearsal he did for his own funeral. Something along those lines. And I think ultimately this was the most extraordinarily narcissistic performance art that I have uh, have heard of. Apart from, apparently, this is quite a common thing they do in Japan. I didn't know this, but apparently, it's it's a, a kind of ritual that thousands of people carry out. A dress rehearsal for death, where people actually turn up and say extraordinary things about your life even while you're still there maybe we should just have birthday parties i mean how's that for an idea i i watched a, a documentary series um uh, that is presented by the wonderful maria margolis and they visit a, mm. a, a an organization in the uk uh, where people actually make their own coffins and they say it's a very personal piece and People can design whatever coffin that they want, but she said it was actually quite weird where she had to to measure herself and actually lay in a box and and say this is the the, the casket that I will be uh, buried in. So interesting. interesting. Yes. Endlessly fascinated we are with our own demise, aren't we? It's kind of weird. <laughs> Adam Gilchrist, back tomorrow. Looking forward to having you and glad to have you back.